On episode 6, Talking with Tyler Horton, we mentioned a young sportsman by the name of Brennan Howard. Well, I caught up with Brennan in Calhoun County and talked to him a little bit about his, his, his passion and his hobbies. And he's a very driven and very focused young man. You want to listen to this and listen how focused this young guy is. It'll pretty much restore your faith in the, this young generation. This is the Alabama Sportsman Podcast. Took my first breath where the muddy grasses spills into the Gulf of Mexico. Where the skyline's colored by chemical plants that put bread on the table of the working man. Where the working man does his best to provide safety and shelter. Brandon, how old are you? I'm 16 years old. 16. And you already got your business going. Yes, sir. I've had it going since I was 11. 11. What made you want to make baits? Well, I walked in the shop one day, and I seen just an old lead pot and just an old spinnerbait mold. What, what shop? It was my it was actually my great-granddaddy's shop. Okay. And I asked Dad about it, if it worked or anything. He was like, it used to, but the mold still works, and the pot won't heat up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, well, that's something I want to do. Well... I got one for Christmas that year, mm-hmm. and I got a shaky head mold. And ever since then, I just started making them. Heck yeah. Where do you get your lead? Well, my grandpa, he works at Union Foundry, mm-hmm. and I get it off from there. Okay. Well, that's pretty neat. How many molds do you think you got now? I'm looking around. I see a lot. Well, lead molds probably have close to 40 or so. Yeah. Um, soft plastic. Probably got about that many. All right. What's your favorite soft plastic bait that you make? Um, Probably my Slick Willy. Why? It's a good drop shot worm. Shaky head, anything you want to do with it. Yeah. yeah. Does a lot of people buy that? Um, Yeah, that's something that a lot of people buy because you get more of them for your money mm-hmm. because I can make them 20 at a time and oh. so I can sell them cheaper. So how many do you put in a bag when you sell it? 20? Yes, sir. All right. Well, that's pretty cool. Um, what about your uh, jig heads and stuff? Like that? I'm sitting there looking at some jig heads. What? Uh, tell me a little bit about your jig heads right there. Well, um, there's a couple jigs that I don't uh, advertise as much as others because it's what you know, the customers prefer. Mm-hmm. Um, my football jigs and swim jigs, mm-hmm. I sell the crap out of them. My yeah. Arky jigs, I don't sell as much as that, so I push the other two because yeah. that's what I sell the most. What? Uh, how many people do you sell to right now? Um, the only two states I haven't covered is Hawaii and Alaska. Um, I've shipped to Canada twice, um, all over the north, down to South Florida, yeah. you know, Okeechobee area. I've, I've shipped all of it. Any anybody famous? Um, not really famous, but I, uh, there was a Bass Elite Pro, Bill Widler. Mm -hmm. He bought some from me back in February, I believe, or January. What did he buy? It was some Magnum spinnerbaits. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he, he bought a couple of them. I no longer sell those, but, um, that's something I'll probably bring back in the future. Yeah. All right. We were sitting here talking before we started this podcast about your molds and on talking about the colors and all what's your least favorite color to to pour probably white just because it's hard to keep white white you know it it's gonna get dirty and 
I feel like I spend more trying or more time trying to keep it clean than I do making it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It definitely it'll pick up glitter and other colors and you have to leave them out to dry for 24 hours or else they'll bind up in the bag when you get them. Mm, aggravating. Oh yeah, definitely. But Mm-mm-mm. white. Who would have thought? Yeah. You thought that'd been the easiest one to make. Oh or yeah. Pour up. Yep. And white. Um, you wouldn't believe it, but it's it's harder to get white to white without it being transparent. Yeah. White and chartreuse, um, and black. Right. Black would turn gray, in a heartbeat. Right. And um, you just gotta. You know, you have to add a bunch of black to get it black. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, do you like fishing? Do you really like fishing? Oh, yeah. I love it. That's, that's what I'm, I guess that's what I'm here to do, you know. You like hunting? Oh, yeah. Which one you like best? Definitely fishing. Really? Yeah, just because you can do it year-round. Yeah. You ever? What's the biggest bass you ever caught? 8.3. 8.3. Did you get it mounted? No, let it go. All right. Yeah, I got got the measurements and everything. I thought about getting it mounted, and then I was like, you know what, I'm just going to wait for a 10-pounder. Yeah. Every year I get closer, so I was like, I figured I'll just wait. Yep. What uh, what'd you catch it on? Uh, it's actually a chatterbait. One of yours? No, you I, wa- I wasn't making them at the time, okay. and that's when I said, I got to figure out how to make these. And I went back, <laughs> I went back, and I started, you know, trial and error on the chatterbaits, and I caught one that was 580-something. Um, almost six pounds on the chatterbaits. First time I ever used them. Second fish ever. Yeah. It. Now you fish on a school team too, don't you? Yes, sir. What school team you fish on? White Plains. White Plains. That's in Calhoun County. Yes, sir. Uh, was it in a tournament that you caught that big bass on? Uh, no, that was actually fun fishing. Um, me and my buddy, we seen that the lake we fish a lot flooded, so mm-hmm. we was like, you know, it's a good time to go. And it was during the winter, so the water temps rose mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so we figured they'd be biting. We went up there the day before, and we caught one that was five and a half and six and a half. And then we was like, all right, we'll have more time tomorrow. So we went. That morning, it was a slower bite mm-hmm. um, early because it got kind of cold that night, but then it warmed up the next day. Yeah. And we got there, and he caught that one at 9 o'clock. That was 722. Mm-hmm. That was the second fish of the day. What did he catch you know? Uh Spinnerbait. Spinnerbait. Yep. And this was in February? February. Yeah. And the lake was about five foot up, and he caught that 722, and then we fished the whole back end of the lake, and he was like, I forgot my snacks in my truck. <laughs> and I was like, dang it, I guess we'll go back and get them. So we went back to get them, and on the way back, I seen the wind was blowing on this one bank really good. I said, let's stop and hit it on the way. So it was right beside the boat ramp. Mm-hmm. And hit it, and I was just slow rolling that chatterbait, and it felt like I hit a log. I set the hook. I knew it was something bigger, and it was at 8.3, and we got it, and then he got the snacks. I said, let's just run, because he had to leave at 3 o'clock to go bowling yeah. with his girlfriend, oh, and I was God. like, goodness gracious. So we had those in the live while we was trying to see what our best five would go, right. and he caught he caught a couple more small ones. I caught a couple more small ones. He caught one that was about three and a half, and then I caught another one that was right at five pounds, and... We knew we was close to somewhere in the 25-pound mark and was trying to get to 30 pounds, yeah. the best five. Yeah. Never done it before. And we had we ended up with 25-and-a-half pounds, and that was with a one-and-a-half pounder. Yeah. And if we could have just got him out somewhere, you know, that would have been 
a really good day. But, you know, we we probably caught 30 fish that day. Was she, were all of them big females? Oh, yeah, they were. They had, did they still have eggs in them or they spawned Um, It was end of February, so some of them were starting to make the beds, but they all still had eggs in them. Mm -hmm. um, you could, the one I caught had a bloody tail. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we let them all go so they'd be able to do their thing and everything. Right. And the five-pounder I actually caught was a male. Oh, super really? skinny and the five and a half i caught the day before was a male big head little body dang and just look completely different yeah you know, large mouth are big oh yeah or the the females were big fat and dark green yeah the other ones were light and just had a big head on them. yeah so. yeah was that the best day you ever had fishing it's one of them definitely yeah um i've had i've had a couple more it's been up there with it Heck yeah. yeah did you ever make that 30 pound mark no, no, sir. We had uh, 25 and a half that day, and that's my biggest five okay. fish limit. What's the biggest? You, you talking about tournament fishing with a school uh, on teams and stuff. What's the biggest weight you had on your team? Um, well, we do a lot of three fish tournaments. Mm -hmm. um, you fish individually. With the school? Okay. Yes, sir. You fish individually. And I had 11 pounds for three fish on Neely Henry. And that's then good. I had 10 and a half on Gunnersville with three fish. And my biggest five fish limits was at smith lake it was just under 13 pounds was spotted bass dang so that's good that was a fun day and i had every it was a state championship and day two um day one we weighed in about nine pounds just that was it kept us in the money yeah. um it kept us definitely in range for day two mm -hmm. but we knew we was going to really have to go out there and catch them on day two and had every opportunity to win that thing and just couldn't get the big spots in the boat they were on top water and they'd sling it and mm. that's just the way it goes sometimes oh you yeah know. it's fishing oh yeah definitely who do, uh, do you got a partner that you fish with most of the time oh uh, yes sir last year is my buddy Corey. he helps me with the baits a lot and this year it's a ninth grader um a logan turner Corey actually graduated so i'm probably gonna finish out this year and next year with logan turner okay finish the fishing team I know Logan Turner. You do? Little, yeah. 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 Yeah, he's ninth grade. Yeah, I know his daddy. Yeah. Yeah. His daddy's Brian. Yeah. Okay. Um, out of all these schools and, you know, high school fishermen and stuff, you, is there one out there just standing out right now, or is it you? Um, well, man, this one guy from Alexandria, we fished the Brown Series mm -hmm. uh, this past, it was the end of June, July, and first august explain, explain that the brown brown's outboard marine mm -hmm. um it was a little a summer trail they put on for the for the high school of any age as long as you was in school you could do it mm -hmm. it don't matter if you was in kindergarten you could do it and it came down to where either me or him would be first or second and same way in the school i got second at neely henry with nine something um at the end of august with all spots and he had just barely less than me and then at weiss he won on that lake and i didn't do good at all on right. that lake. it's just one of us is going to be up there in the top and it's just you know we don't really say much to each other unless we win you know shake their hand and everything yeah it's just we're kind of a silent you know yeah competition yeah so well that's pretty neat Who's your favorite professional? Probably Gerald Swindle. Is he? Yeah. He's just. You ever met him? 
I've never met him. I've met some of the others, but Gerald Swindle just through, you know, what he says and everything, mm-hmm. he don't win a lot. He's just consistent. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if he's ever actually won a Bass Elite tournament. Um, he's just – he's always in the top ten. He's making a living. He's not going just blowing one tournament every three years out of the water. At just about every tournament, he's going to be in top 20. Yeah. Cutting a check. And – that's me in the high school. I'm, I've only won one, but I've gotten several seconds, a bunch of thirds, a bunch of fourths. You know, I'm always, I always have a decent bag, just never enough to win. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like I relate to him a good bit with that. There you go. So, you know how to skip a jig as good as he does? I'm getting close. <laughs> <laughs> That's something I can skip one. Yeah, he can definitely. <laughs> yeah, he does it a lot though. He, he's got a good place to practice like gunnersville oh yeah yeah sure does do you uh you know he deer hunts oh yeah you deer hunt too oh yeah definitely yeah yeah you got you one tied out anywhere right now a deer yeah (laughs) nice you ain't ain't got one on camera or anything um we had some on camera at the end of last year that will probably end up being shooters this year yeah uh two or three of them were shooters last year just never came out in the daytime yeah i'm hoping we can catch those in the rut yeah coming out shoot yeah so what uh i was in here looking at these worms back here what color did you say you had what's that green looking one gasoline is that a popular color that's my second newest color Uh that's only been out about a month and a half i bet i've sold almost as much as that color as i have any other color really that's That's a good looking color it's if you fish clear water that color right there catch them i mean spotted bass love that on a drop shot i'm sure smallmouth do too i've never caught a smallmouth so wouldn't know but them boys up in northwest Alabama are to get a hold of these. Oh yeah, yeah them uh, them worms right there. I've caught a lot of big spotted bass on them here lately. Mm-hmm. Now I've actually I've I've been using them for about three months, and then I've been selling them for about a month and a half. Right. And then I've seen a lot of pictures come in of fish being caught on those baits. My buddy he used one in a high school tournament uh, last weekend, and you know they. They catch them all over the country. When does the uh, high school tournaments, when does it start and stop? Um, our fall season starts um, normally the last weekend in August, mm-hmm. and then we go till the first weekend of December, and that's our ASA BFA, Alabama Student Angler Bass Fishing Association. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fall. You fish, you fish with somebody, but you are competing. Um so where if there's 100 boats, you're fishing against 200 people. And you weigh in three fish. And that's the ones I've done really good in. Um, in the spring, you have three qualifier tournaments. And the qualifier tournaments, it's the whole state. And you fish and battle it out, and you got to meet the top 40 in the state to mm-hmm. fish the state championship. And state championship somewhere different every year. Uh, this coming year, it's on Lake Jordan. Mm-hmm. I haven't had a good past at Lake Jordan. Yeah. But it's a different time of the year, so maybe maybe I can uh, do something. It's in May. so it's, it's a tough lake. Yeah, but there's some big spotted bass in there, and that's, mm-hmm. that's what I like to fish, spots. Yeah. You know, I love catching spotted bass, so hopefully we can get on there and catch some. Yeah, maybe you can. I hope you do. It's a two-day tournament, so it takes some big bags to win. Do you, uh, do you get to drive the boat, or you got to have somebody else drive you? Um, in the high school – uh, they prefer the anglers to drive the trolling motor um, as long as they have their boater's license. So mm-hmm. I drive it. 
and then uh, the boat captain. You always got to have a boat captain, and boat captain has to be 21 or older. Um, Can so, you change up boat captains? Yeah, I, I flip-flop. I throw them, you know, their tournament schedules get in the way of mm -hmm. ours. So I'll go to different boat captains, and um, they'll drive the gas motor. And In the springtime, in the fall, they're allowed to fish, just they can't keep them. You know, their catch can't go in the live well. Right. And they're, the fall is supposed to be for teaching – uh, you know demonstrating all that and in the spring they're they're not allowed to touch a lure a line a rod um nothing net we can't net them in the spring in asa bfa they're allowed to net but in bass nation i fished bass nation high school a couple of years ago and in that one they're not even allowed to tell you where to throw um mm -hmm. tell you what to throw it's supposed to be strictly the students and um in the Bass Nation, in order for them to give you a tip, you're allowed eight one-minute timeouts. And you, you call a timeout, and both anglers quit fishing, and they sit there and talk to you about it. And they're allowed to tell you, you know, let's move. Um, they can't net, can't touch a rod, mm -hmm. nothing. Basically, they just sit there in silence all day. And I didn't like that as much because it's supposed to be a learning experience. Yeah. And Well, see, that don't make sense to me because – in football, when they're playing football, they have a coach on the sidelines telling them what to do. Yeah. In baseball, the same thing, giving them signals. Yeah. You know, basketball. I mean, this is a – you're a student athlete. Yeah. So why not have a coach? Yeah. And, and I know you have a coach. Who's mm -hmm. your coach? Chase Cotton. You like him? Yes. He's a good guy, ain't he? Yeah, he's a pretty good guy. Yeah. But, you know, I think I think you should be able to coach, your, yeah. you know, one of your student athletes. Yeah, and it's kind of like – they're wanting it to be strictly the students. Um, and fishing is something that a lot of people um, get caught up cheating in because it's easy to cheat in it. It is. And, but it's so costly, you know. And You cheat one time, nobody's going to let you in another time. Oh, yeah. Tournament. I mean, there's a and guy you're got known caught, that forever. There's a guy got caught at Logan Martin a while back. He'll never be able to fish a tournament in the state of Alabama again. Was he a student athlete? He was actually in a potluck tournament. Mm -hmm. He showed up with him in his live well, you know. Mm. And... There's been a few in the in the high school like boat captains get caught fishing, and you know it's not really that big of a deal. They just get you know disqualified, and it's it's not as big of a problem as it is in like the potlucks and stuff. Right. Potlucks are really bad about that because it's not as real strict. Yeah. Mm. You wanna? Are you trying to go to college on a? Would you like to go to college on a fishing scholarship? I would like to. Um, but what I'm wanting to do after high school is machining, and I'm already in doing enrollment at Gaston State. Mm -hmm. So unless uh, another school comes to me, you know, about a fishing scholarship, maybe, you know, a business degree in that, then I'll probably just save up my money after I get, you know, out of Gaston State, after I got a decent job machining, save up my money and try to do like some uh, – Bass opens, mm -hmm. try to qualify. You know, you just got to get lucky once. Yeah. So, Have you tried to you, – you're – you sound like a pretty level-headed kid. I mean, I don't know many 16-year-olds that know what they want to do, and you sound mm -hmm. like you really know what you want to do. Have you ever tried to email Gerald Swindle or anybody, you know, any of these professional anglers? Never have. Um, I've thought about it. Um, you know, I don't really know what I'd say, so I just 
Haven't done it yet. You know, I see you all the time on social media, on Facebook and stuff. You do a lot of live mm-hmm. shows and stuff. What you ought to do next time you're fishing, call him out. <laughs> call him out. See what he says. All right. See, eventually, eventually, you call him out long enough, you know, and loud enough, he'll have to bark. I'm friends <laughs> with know? him on there, so I'm, well, maybe he'll see it. Yeah. yeah. If he, well, if you bark lo- lo- long and loud enough, he'll have to bite. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'd like for him to come out to the old hawk, you know, the home oh, pond down yeah. there and see. See what we can do. Yeah. Or you go up there to his home pond. Yeah. Let him teach you how to skip a jig. Yeah. I, that's what you need. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I've never met him either, but I, you know, you see him on TV and stuff, and I watch a lot of his YouTube videos, and he sounds like he, he seems like a, just a regular Alabama guy. Yeah. You know, he yeah. seems like he's down to earth. Yeah. He seems. I don't like think. A good guy. I don't think money and fame has changed him. Mm. But yeah. He seems like he'd be a card. You know, he seems yeah. like he'd be a lot of fun to hang out with. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, he mm. seems like a good character. Oh yeah, yeah. He's a he's something else. You uh, you tell me earlier, y'all got a tournament in the morning. Yeah, we got a little watershed tournament. You know, it's just on a two hundred and sixty acre electric on lake, and it's just for all fun. Yeah. You know, we are you putting it on? Yes. Yeah. Thirty dollars a boat. Uh, if we got more than five boats, then we pay two places. But you know, most of the time we have six or seven boats. Right. Just. It ain't that bad when you go to a watershed. You don't have any gas in your boat. You know, you just got a 10-minute drive in the morning, and you make $120. I mean, <laughs> it's hard to beat that. You sound that. pretty confident. Yeah, it's hard to beat that for six hours in a watershed. You think you're going to win the money tomorrow? Uh, I hope I can. I don't care if I win as long as I beat Chris and Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we talked to them the other day, and, uh, you know, they, they're getting on some fish right now. Yeah, right now is definitely a <laughs> tough time to fish you'd think they'd be biting up there but the weather's changed so sudden you know went from being 90s to the highs in the low 60s yeah i know and this rain fish up there just don't bite in the rain like they do at other places you know neely henry you go and throw a spinnerbait in the grass you're gonna catch them if it's raining yeah up there them spotted bass they just don't set up like that they like for it to be sunny and windy Mm -hmm. are they deep right now Right now, they're the ones I've caught. The better fish have been anywhere from 25 to uh, 12. You know, they're mm-hmm. shallowing up. Uh, during the winter, I'll catch them down to 55 foot. What are you catching them on at uh, 55 feet? Either drop shot, Demiki, or shaky head. And it's just light line. Oh, yes, sir. Um, shaky head off the eight pound, mm-hmm. drop shot off the six, and Demiki off the six. Um, during the summer, I can catch them about 40 foot. Um, that's just, but they're suspended when they're that deep. They're strictly on drop shot. I have not caught many on other lures. You know, when you'll pull up a one spot from a school of them, and a lot of them uh, follow up, and I right. have another rod sitting there. Mm-hmm. If you throw something in front of them, they're going to bite it too. Yeah. Um, but their last week was fall break. They were really biting up there and it took seven five to win up there with three fish you know that's not a lot but numbers was the thing how long do y'all fish um it's normally from six to twelve but since the time's kind of weird right now mm-hmm. six thirty to twelve thirty yeah okay so what uh, are you sponsored by anybody uh fox river lures and rods lures and rods yes um they make some 
they specialize in walleye rods up north, mm-hmm. but their bass rods are constantly growing, and you know they're adding new ones every month. Yeah. And um, they make spinner baits, crank baits, you know, basically the stuff I don't make they make. Yeah. And uh, they make some awesome rods. I've yet to break one. So. Really. Yeah, I've been using them since March. So. What's your favorite rod they got? Um. My favorite all-around rod is probably their 7.6 Heavy because I love fishing a jig, mm-hmm. and that rod's perfect for it. You can throw a jig, big shaky head, you know, Carolina rig, mm-hmm. whatever you want, you can throw on it. Yeah. So, What about their lures? Um, Probably their spinnerbaits. Um, they got some Indiana blades that they put on, mm-hmm. and then they got some Colorados, and I like the Colorados for nighttime. You thought about getting into crankbaits, making your own crankbaits and stuff? I've thought about Paint it, them up. but, um, you know, I've, I've actually played around with it uh, before, but with plastic crank. But, you know, I'd buy the yeah. blanks and uh, paint them, but I enjoy making it from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And I've actually made um, a couple blanks with the bandsaw just to see, and I've, I haven't ordered bills or anything. I have all the airbrush stuff. It's just it takes so long to get them to run true. Mm-hmm. I just haven't had the time because I've been doing this um, so long. So yeah. once I get a break or something from it, I'll probably try to do those, and I want to try some big swim baits. Yeah, that's that's where the money's at, <clears throat> definitely. Yeah, you seen them guys on on YouTube that's making these lures, these crankbaits and stuff out of wood. Mm-hmm. You seen them do that? Yes, sir. I seen one guy making them baby ducks and everything. Oh yeah, and that's something that's good. They sell for a lot too. Yeah, it's it's a lot like of like a hundred bucks a lure. Yeah, it's a lot of time though. Yeah. And not only do you have to carve it perfect, if you mess up painting, you know, you just wasted your whole time on carving it. Yep. And that's why that's why not a lot of people do it, and that's why it sells for so much, you yeah. know. He'd sell one lure. I, I remember watching him on that baby duck. You know, he, 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 he'll he go out and catch a fish on it, you know, mm-hmm. prove that it will catch fish, and 100 bucks right thing. I've seen one on eBay. Um, I've seen an ad on Facebook or as a video. And the guy was, um, you know, telling them about this guy that makes these wooden bullfrog lures. Mm-hmm. And he makes the bullfrog lures, and they got all kinds of joints and everything, and they swim just like a bullfrog on top of the water. You know, the legs kick, and it looks just like one. Mm-hmm. It's a big bait, so you're going to catch a big fish on it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they sell for over $1,000 on eBay. $1,000? But they're more of like a collectible piece. Um, it's not something yeah. you're going to take to uh, a tournament, it. you know. If I spent a thousand dollars on that song, he'd be sitting on the wall. <laughs> yeah, it's more. It's more just like a collector's piece, and it's just it's so detailed. I mean, it looks just like a frog, and you can tell he's took, you know, probably days and days to just tweak it and design it. There ain't no telling how much time it took um, for him to get that right to where it swims right, looks right, and everything. What about that guy, Bama Bass? You ever seen his channel? Yeah. I've, you seen that blue crawfish he's got? I've uh, seen that. Yeah. He he made a, he got a, a crankbait now that's painted up like that blue crawfish. Mm-hmm. Yep. That song is bad, ain't it? Yeah, I've seen that. He catches some bass. Yeah, he's. Do you know, have you, you, you follow him or anything? I follow him. I've never met him. Um, I think he's down there in South Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he has some little reservoirs like we do, and he goes up there and fishes and he catches some big ones. Yeah, definitely. He, he catches some big ones. He's got an aquarium with you know bass and stuff in. Yeah, you got an aquarium? I do. Yeah. Um, I had a little spot in it at one time. Right now, I just got a catfish, but 
when the water um, starts to warm back up in the creek, I'm gonna go and try to get me a little red eye a spot to put in there with the catfish. Yeah, he's he's getting kind of lonely. I had a gar in there at one time. Really? A little how, gar. How long was he? He was probably ten inches. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was it alligator gar or it was, was it? It was a little long nose gar. Long nose, yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah! I remember when I was a kid, we had we had two or three aquariums in a room. And we'd always go to the creek. Man, we'd catch a little shell cracker. Mm-hmm. You, a shell cracker under a black light or one of them aquarium lights, that's one of the prettiest fish they are. Especially those p- pumpkin seeds is them, what they're called. Yeah. yeah they some gun are pretty. Yeah. Yeah, but not. I had one of those in there. It had the blue and orange and everything on it. Mm-hmm. You, turn the, you turn the black light on. I guess that's what, yeah, whatever I guess that's what it is at night. Yeah. yeah. And they light up good. Yeah, they're pretty fish. We had a brim, and we had some goldfish in there. Them brim. Them sun guns would eat them with goldfish fins off. Yeah. God, they were horrible. Brim or mean. I had one in there with my bass, and um, they just, they would beat them up, and I had to get rid of the brim. Yeah. You know, I had to, I took him back where I caught him. And yeah. Him, he was mean. <laughs> He's just there and chase him around the tank, and you'd, you'd think a spotted bass is, you know, that's a mean fish. You'd think he'd fight back, but he'd just take it. Yeah. You know? I had a buddy that had a bluegill in his tank, man. He had a big tank, and he had a big bluegill. I mean, that thing was huge. I, man, you stick your finger on top of the water, he'd come up and suck that finger, you know, trying to suck it in. Oh, yeah. You know, it scared you. Yeah. <laughs> Some things are mean. Yeah. And you might not think so, but, you know, them being that small for their size, imagine if they got five, six pounds like the bass. Yeah, I don't man. know if I got a rod, I could fight one of them all, you know. Yeah. That, that Fox River seven-footer might have a problem with it. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to break out their – Seven nine extra heavy for them, I believe. <laughs> what about that guy over in Georgia that makes those Georgia Giants? You seen that that hybrid brand? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that. Boy, I know a couple of ponds. Be... People stock with that. Really? Mm-hmm. Scott Fields got one. Really? I believe that's what he put in it. Yeah. Yeah. They mm. get how long ago? Um, probably two years. I bet they're getting on up there in size. Then. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's what he put in it. I know they they look different than any other brand I've seen. Yeah. That might it might not be what he put in it, but I know I've heard of people putting them in ponds, and I mean they get two pounds, yeah, two and a half. You you crappie fish and brim fish and all that? Oh yeah, I crappie fish and I normally brim fish about uh probably what? one or two weeks out of the year. Just when they're on bed. Yeah, going and raiding the beds, and you know just you fill up the freezer, and then I get tired of cleaning them, so I stop going <laughs> after them and go back to some bass or something. Yeah. Then during the spring and fall, I'll catch some big crappie. I like cleaning them, but um, my favorite fish to eat by far is actually little spotted bass, about 12 inches. Yeah. You know, just you leave the big ones for seed and everything, but them little ones, they taste good. Yeah. Because they're, to me, crappie, it tastes good. It's just, it's kind of a softer meat. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's got a mushier texture to it. Them spots are real lean and strong, and I like eating them. Uh, yes. Catfish too, channel cats, the small ones. Yeah, I like eating them. Yeah, we was talking earlier. I seen them big cane poles you had out there. Tell me what you tell. Well, tell the listeners what you do with those. Uh, how how long are they? Um, we got some of the canes that's probably um, eight foot, and then we got some that's probably twenty five, thirty foot, and that's for um, in the creek. Mm-hmm. We go through and we bait um, catawba worms. A live brim, cut sucker, you know, like carp. Mm-hmm. Uh, we bait that on there. We stick them in the bank. Then we'll get in the creek about, or we bait them right before dark, you know. Mm-hmm. When you're walking out of the creek, it's dark. 
So the brim won't. So y'all wade the creek and do this? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, the brim, if you do it at dark, they won't raid your bait as bad. Mm -hmm. And then um, we go back probably midnight, check them all, rebait them, and then check them in the morning. We've caught two catfish out of the creek. It's been over 25 pounds. Really? And we've caught some big bass, too, on them things. Heck, yeah. We just let them go mostly. Did you keep the catfish? Oh, yeah. Let me tell you something. Uh, me and my dad, we hunt up there in Kansas. Matter of fact, next Friday I'm going to Kansas. He's already up there. But um, this guy that we, you know, one of the locals up there that we befriended, and uh, one night he's, he invited us down to his house to eat. I said, yeah, we'll come down and eat. This was years ago. So we go to his house, and he said, we're having, you know, we're frying some fish. So we go in there, and his wife, man, she's got these huge platters, and she's got catfish, she got catfish, crappie fillets, catfish fillets, crappie fillets. And over here, she said, this is belly meat. From a flathead? You ever ate belly meat? That's the best part. That's the best. I said, no, nah, I'll just try this crappie, you know, because I had never eaten it. And uh, so I sent her eating that crappie. He said, man, you need to try that belly meat. And it's like little nuggets, mm -hmm. you know. And I said, well, all right, I'll try it. I quit eating the crappie and started eating that belly yeah, meat. That's, that's the fight. Now, hey, let me tell you something. That mai mai and crappie are some, probably the two finest fishes you can eat. Mm -hmm. Man, that fish right there, that belly meat, oh, it was, man, it was it was something else. And it was can, like a filet mignon. And you, you know? can eat them when they're 20 and 30 pounds and they taste like they're one pound. You know, know, them it. big flatheads. I don't eat blues like that, but them big flatheads, yeah. um, you know, they get big. But when they're 20, 30, maybe a little bigger, they taste just the same as they would if they were 12 inches. That's right. Know? They're good. That Definitely. was that was fine. That's the first time I ever ate it. And man, I tell you what, that fish was delicious. Yeah. Mm. What are all those hooks right there? And those. What uh, is it? Is that your trot line? Those are trot line boxes. My great grandpa he used to commercial fish on yeah. on the Coosa River. You know they'd catch catfish and they'd bait whatever they had. He'd sell them a dollar a pound really? catfish. And my papa and daddy he'd done it a little bit. Um, you know, Dad, he's been cleaning catfish since he was in diapers, and I've been cleaning catfish since I was in diapers. Mm -hmm. He'd done it for, you know, to make money, and they would sell them out of a little shed over there behind the old house that they had. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they just, whatever they had available, they'd bait. It'd be, they'd use ivory soap sometimes yeah. to catch catfish with it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's pretty neat. It's good that you hung on to all that stuff. Yeah, I probably won't ever use them, but I'll, I'll never get rid of them. No, you know? I wouldn't ever get rid of that. And you'd hate it if you was to put it out and something happened you to get it. Hung. And you get hung. You know, yeah. fishermen hang into it and cut it. and Yeah. You know, it'd make you sick. Yep. What's your favorite lake to fish on besides your watershed? Um, well, probably one of the lakes I've had the most fun on. I've only been there twice, uh, a week prior to the tournament, and then the tournament was smith lake really I mean, it's set up for how i like to fish it's a bigger version of the watershed i fish it's clear and deep super deep clear and big spotted bass and we actually found some good largemouth in that tournament just um we practiced two days before the tournament and then we fished that friday and saturday of the tournament and then we practiced two days a week before the tournament and we found some big largemouth the weekend before the tournament mm-hmm and they just moved out, and you know we didn't. It was, it was right when the FOW came, 
and you know them it was flooded some large amount they got hit hard up there then and um we went after big spots and the shad spawn was happening we mm-hmm. caught some caught when we practiced we was having between 12 to 15 pounds each day and that's really good for spotted bass um especially when the biggest bag of the tournament in the leech was like 18 right um or not the leech the fow but we went and we hit this one spot early it was a dock and just with the top water up under the dock and if you couldn't skip a dock you just wasn't gonna catch them Mm -hmm. and i'd skip up under it and i'd be reeling it out and it'd be just a huge spot blow up on it i'd set the hook and fight them for just a second they'd come up and throw the hook i mean Mm. when i'm saying big spots they were four pounds and better Mm. the smallest one i had i think i lost four under one dock the smallest one i had smallest one i had bite was um i caught it it was 3.6 yeah spot then later in the day my buddy called it 388 um and if we'd have had those other ones we only lost by three pounds mm. state championship you know yeah who, who who beat y'all out um it was two boys from alexandria high school um mm. they the won ones that you were one. talking about earlier one of them uh, um one of them is um then his partner graduated okay how much weight did they have um we had a two-day total of 22 pounds and i think they had a two-day total of 25 mm. yeah 22 25 sorry, 24 25 something like that you know it wasn't much more and i just had every opportunity and i, just, I couldn't get them in the boat yeah that's one of those days that if i go back and redo i would yeah. i don't know what i would change that i've done because my buddy was throwing other lures and he didn't have any bite under that dog i mean that right. was one thing they was hitting just i couldn't get them in the boat you know what i mean yeah it's dang it's one of them that still haunts me you know because that's <laughs> that's a lot of money on the line and then you know you get what would you have done different? If you could go back, what do you think you would have done different? Was it a plastic you were throwing? It was a horny toad, um, a zoom horny toad. And, um, what do you think you would have done different? Everything I'd done on the hook, the bait, um, I might have would have went with a little bit of a stiffer rod. Um, I feel like them spots, they got real tough mouths, and I feel like I wasn't quite getting them hooked, but I probably – since it's a top water, you know, Smith Lake's clear. I was, mm-hmm. I never brought a rod with braid. I didn't think I'd catch them on. You know, I left the braid rods two and a half hours south from there. Right. And I probably would have went to, like, some 20-pound braid on the baitcaster instead of 12-pound fluorocarbon mm-hmm. is what I used. I just – and maybe a little bit of a stiffer rod. And, I mean, that was all we could get them to bite was – that horny toad early in the morning and then you had to go throw shaky heads in 40 foot of water i mean right. it got day two it got really tough to catch fish and actually they called the tournament directors they sent out a message and said you know there's bad weather coming um they're delaying way in 30 minutes take shelter as needed mm-hmm. it came lightning and everything and we only had four fish um 30 minutes before weigh-in and we fished through all the storms and everything and we was about to call it quits and we hit one more spot we had about seven pounds maybe eight pounds with the four that we had mm-hmm. and that was with the big one that i caught that day 
and we pulled up to this one spot my buddy we'd never been to that spot you know never fished it neither of us in the boat have so we went to it was like it looks good it looks like we you know it looks like what we've been catching fish on we hit it and he caught a spot that was 388 right there mm-hmm. 10 minutes before we had to be back at the dock right then he caught one more that cold one of our smallest ones right and we went in just under i think we went in 1290 something wow with spotted bass so. mm. Well, that's, that's why they call it fishing. Oh, yeah. It's it definitely a learning experience. And, you know, if, there, if there's ever another tournament on Smith Lake that's high school, I'll probably be there. Heck, yeah. yeah. Um, you've got a, quite a following on Facebook. You, you've you've acquired it pretty quickly. How would you do that? Um, A lot of it through live videos on Facebook uh, with my lure page and stuff. Mm-hmm. and. You know, they just... What's your lure page on Facebook? It's Howard's Bait and Tackle. Okay. You know, a lot of them, they just... They like what I do. Um, They like seeing somebody my age doing it. And, you know, that's gotten me a lot of orders. When I get older, I probably won't have that many orders, but I'll have the customers that I gained while I was younger. Um, And a lot of them, they'll send me friend requests and stuff. And through my lure page, I think I have... Right at... I'm about to hit 2,000 likes on the page, and mm-hmm. then... My personal page, I got 2,500 friends, I think, that mm-hmm. just from the lures and then people I know send me from requests. To, you know, it's good marketing when, you know, I advertise Fox River Lures and Rods. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people see that. Right. And I wouldn't market a product that I don't stand behind. You yeah. Know? Well, I see you fishing with it all the time, yeah. so I know you use it. And- I actually just sold one of my last rods that isn't Fox River Lures and Rods. probably going to buy two more. Right. Um, you know, there's, that's one thing I keep buying and never have enough of. I yeah. don't know how many I got. I got a bunch, but, um, you know, every time I get money, that's what I spend it on. Yeah. For odds and reels. Are you on Instagram? I'm on Instagram. I don't do as much, uh, with my lures and stuff on that because I think I only got maybe 500 followers on that. Mm. Then my personal page got like 900 and something. Right. So. All right. Well, uh, on, on Facebook again, what's your lure page? Sowards Bait and Tackle. All right. And if somebody wants to get in touch with you about ordering some lures or some worms, whatever, or maybe just talk to you, how would they get in touch with you? Uh, all they have to do is go and message the page. Um, my phone number is actually on the page. Uh, you call it, text it. Um, but if I'm in school, you know, I can answer a text. Just most of the time I can't answer a call. Um, but you can message the page, and if y'all – have a question or an order or anything just message it and if you got an order i'll send you a price list and pictures of you know the baits you want to see and all that and mm-hmm. tell me what you want and i'll get you on the list and i'll start making it yeah well and maybe you get a text or a call from gerald swindle yeah i hope so one day <laughs> <laughs> that's maybe. actually how i got that bass elite um guy bill widler to um order is he seen one of my lives and he was like um i had to get something from me then i went live again a couple weeks later and he's like have uh a bass elite tournament on lake martin and i need some baits for it mm-hmm. so he he hit me up and i got him some heck yeah so i wonder how i wonder if he used them i don't know uh, they I were like to think you would they I were did. yeah they were really big spinner baits i think they were either one ounce or one and one eighth ounce um so i don't know i mean maybe he did yeah you know Maybe he did. 
Well, Brandon, I appreciate you being on the show yeah. and everything, and, and I hope Gerald Swindle calls you. Yeah, I hope so, too. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thanks. I appreciate it. If you have a question for us or an idea, you can email us at onealabamasportsman at gmail.com. That's the number one. So be sure to follow us on all the social media. Follow us on Facebook at Alabama Sportsman. Um, Instagram, follow us on Instagram. It's, it's one Alabama Sportsman. That's the number one. And you can go to YouTube and find us there. It's Alabama Sportsman over there. And you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're going to be putting out hunting videos and fishing videos and videos about y'all. You know, we'll, we'll be going and doing some hunts with some of the local guys, some just guys in Alabama. Uh, and real important, if you want to listen to the podcast, go to Podbean and download their, their free app. Wherever you get your apps from, I don't if you got a if you got an Android or iPhone, wherever you get your apps at your app store, download the Podbean app. And then once you get the app, it's a free app. Once you get that app, you can just go in and type in on the search bar Alabama Sportsman, and you can listen to all our shows, all the episodes, and be sure to follow or subscribe there. And that way, anytime a new show comes on, you know, it'll give you a notification. Well, I'm Jamie Sparks, and this is the Alabama Sportsman Podcast.